I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, you know, my dream job is a house mom, so... Is it oh a house mom at a at a, uh, a gentleman's club? A gentleman's club, you're right. Which you you taught me yesterday. I did not know that existed. You did. I mean, I figured there was someone in charge. And I used to watch that show on HBO, the Cat House show about the uh, the yes! Moonlight Bunny Ranch, and they had oh, someone yeah. like that there. But then the women lived there, right? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you don't need to know, and it's okay. Right. But it was actually a fascinating show. It was so good. Yeah. Um, and so that I, I, I didn't realize they had them at the gentleman establishments too. Like, oh, yeah. you know, women whose job it was to sort of just overlook the nest. Think of like a sorority house mom. It's kind of similar. Right, right. But yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, we, and I told you, we had a house mom when I was in a fraternity, uh, except it was a Samoan man. Yeah. It was a Samoan man going to theology school. We somehow worked, I don't know, oh. he, he met, he met all criteria for house mom, but, he wasn't a, a female, huh. and there was no stipulation that he had to be a female. I love that. Uh, and so we had like a 25-year-old Samoan man oh, yeah. living in our house with us, and he would throw Samoan-style like pig roasts, and he'd <laughs> dig a hole in the ground and oh. like stick a pig in there and Whoa. bury it in palm fronds. And, oh, yeah. The, you know, it was, yeah. Well, well, all the other fraternities were having, you know, pig roasts, quote-unquote, right. and it was like wear a Hawaiian shirt and right. drink out of a trash can. <laughs> right. We were having right. actual pig roasts. Yeah. Traditional like yeah. Samoan. Yeah. Yeah. But we still had the trash can too, so okay. that you was have yeah. To keep it real. Uh-huh. God, to, to, just to, to, to think back <laughs> on twenty-year-old Fred at Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, in a fraternity 
living in a house that was that was not long after condemned, truly condemned, <laughs> oh, because they couldn't eradicate the mold, and because a parking garage made more sense in that spot than the than the house I lived in. Mm-hmm. And to think of the the way that I lived, the bathrooms I used, the food I consumed. Oh yeah. The are you familiar with? Is this just a white person thing? Are you familiar with the trash can punch, Kiki? The trash can what? Trash can punch. Have you ever been to a white person fraternity party? Because I think they, I have a feeling they differ from from um, other kinds of fraternity parties. Yeah, we had punch, but it was not in a trash can. Oh yeah. yeah, trash can. I don't even think there was like a garbage bag. I mean, like to, to line it. Did I think you really it was a drink out of a garbage oh, can. One hundred percent. Oh, this is for real. Jason no, hasn't no. been to a white one either. No, <laughs> he wants. And I don't. I don't mean yeah. to make this racial, yeah. but I mean, I I do think they probably differ. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to um any other any other kind of fraternity party, mm-hmm. but a southern white person fraternity <laughs> yeah. party. Trash can. Yeah. And yeah, and I think I think can? we had the trash can. I think it was dedicated only <laughs> to the drinks, at least. I yeah. hope so. I do think we had that. But it literally was a trash can. Okay. And you would dump like um I didn't know the recipe, but it was like entire giant gallons like of- high C or you know like the powdered Oh so it's like fruit for drink. mixing. You use the garbage. So you yeah. dump yeah. like just up. buckets okay, of that okay. in the bottom. Candy droppers. And then the rest yeah. of it was just Everclear, basically. Oh, I mean, wow. just straight bottles of booze. And it got to the point where, like, any booze would do yeah. because there was so much booze that you couldn't taste the difference. So, yeah. and literally, we'd fill a trash can. People would just dip their glass and drink it. Yeah. How do you mix it in the in the trash can? Which I, I think we used a broom. I think we used a broom. Oh, no. But when I tell crazy. you, like, this was Your truly mom. one of the most disgusting environments. And I, I somehow didn't think twice. Like, I didn't know what I didn't know, I guess. Like, now to think of all of the Fred rules that were broken. Yeah. Mold, disgusting bathrooms, mm-hmm. shared spaces. Look where you've Living gone. with other humans. Right. Trash can punch. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's disgusting. Hey, it made you who you are yeah. today. Yeah. I wish I knew you then. Right. Just to see. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if you do. I don't know. So, I think I, was I would saying. love to see you drink out of a trash can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> one time I made you take a sip of my drink, and you were like, <laughs> "No, I did it though." You did it, but you didn't want to. I did it. Too, but you're, you're all your might. I was worried about that, but I wasn't worried about the eighty people who dipped their hand in it. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, it was it was ever clear in there. It killed everything. Right. Yeah, it's rubbing alcohol. It right. killed absolutely everything. Yeah. It was I kind of miss it. <laughs> oh, college. College, college. Your college wasn't like this, Kiki? Um, I'm sure there were. It was. I'm sure there were parties with trash cans. I wasn't there. But, like, we we didn't do the whole mixing drinks. We just, like, took shots. Everything was a shot. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And anything was a chaser, too. Yes. One time, Pepto-Bismol, I had a chaser. Oh, no, I, any chaser. I know. Like, it's actually efficient, probably. Yeah, the heartburn you know? comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get ahead of it. Remember that? Did you guys do the ice luge? I don't even yeah, know if we still do that. I've Are done a couple ice luges oh, in my life. You buy like an, it was, they would buy like an ice block and they would carve like a little Stupid. tunnel down it. And, oh. then you, and you could literally pour any, and somebody would get on the top of the ice block and yeah. pour it. And then you'd be at the bottom with your mouth open. <laughs> and by the time it got to your mouth, it was frozen cold. Yes, and I swear, hurt. you could pour anything down that <laughs> right. thing and it just down tasted cold. Oh, oh yeah. God. I like that. Like a 
Like a shot ski. But again, way, everybody kinda. put their mouth on this thing, yeah. and somehow no one thought anything about it. Good for the immune system. <laughs> Did you have parties like this, Paulina, in college? So I went to a school that wasn't really like a like a on-campus type of school, so mine was like in the city. Um, but I think it's funny when you mention that, because I never got to experience the like the fraternities or whatever. The ones I was around were like the black and the Latino sororities and fraternities. Yeah. We had black girls in my sorority, but we should do a Fred show frat party so you guys can experience it. I don't know about I'm that. Scared. I don't <laughs> know scared. about the garbage can. Paulina, did you all used to do the dumb thing where you bless the bottle? Yes! <laughs> Wait, what the hell's bless that? The okay, so Fred, you would get a new bottle of alcohol, yep. and before what? you could open it for the party, everybody had to bless the bottle. And to bless <laughs> the bottle, you take your knuckle like and like tap the top of the bottle. Like I don't know if we were oh, thanking wow. the Lord for the liquor. I don't really right. know, Knock but you had to bless the bottle before you could open no, it. No, we never did that. Yeah, we did that. P did that. <laughs> it was so stupid. And then we did a little, a little bless the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Shot, really? Sign of the cross. Yeah, yes. around. Mm-hmm. Huh. huh. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> there's a tradition that we missed out on. Yeah, no, it was so it. stupid. We were dumb. <laughs> That's good times though, and everybody collects like the bottles. It. Did you guys have that in your? your oh, house? Yeah. yeah, on top. Yeah, right? you go to somebody's apartment. It was like you know, eighty Jack Dan- right. empty Jack Daniels bottles Taylor on top. It was, and yes. it was on top of the uh, cabinet in yes. the kitchen. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we, we were so we proud, right? <laughs> so stupid. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, yeah, and then Same we had we had just terrible, bad. dumb theme parties. Everybody did, mm-hmm. and then really the only difference was the shirt you wore basically it was toga. like yeah oh yeah yeah toga we, or like and then some of them are regrettable was like regrettably named right um did right. you guys have uh what do we call them were they crush parties i forget what they were called where you, hmm. you you your name had to be on a list and like the sororities would have them or the fraternities would have them i don't remember maybe they're called crush parties and so you each person got to put like two or three girls or guys that they liked oh on the God. list and then the list got printed in the um in the student <laughs> no. newspaper like an ad what and if your name showed up on the list you could go to the party what wow. yeah. i did get zip tied to a dude one time and we had to finish a fifth before we could get unzip tied oh my god <laughs> yeah what? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, but everyone did it. God, there's so many. <laughs> that doesn't make it okay. I've done so many What do you think? Right. Like, right. Like, yeah. Why right. didn't like, do anything to me? We just had a drink. I know, but I don't know what you that said. Sounds, that sounds aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all did it. It was fun. You got to know people that way. You, yeah, yeah, you had no other choice. Yeah. I just can't believe I did it. Let's zip tie ourselves together, guys. Let's oh, God. I remember one fraternity um, that they're hazing. They haze these guys really badly, actually. Mm. And. One of the things was they, if they called one of the, one of the pledges at any time of day, within 10 minutes, all the pledges had to be at the house to do whatever mm-hmm. these, whatever these guys said, what the members said. And so they got, they, they thought they were one upping. They thought they were like slick and they all got pagers that had the same number. This was in like not two, that year 2000. So that if, like if one of them got the call, then they, then w- the other pledges would call the pager number. All everybody's pager would go off to alert everyone to go to the house to like do whatever terrible thing they were going to make them do. Well, then uh, some of us got that pager number and then we would just call it just from time times. to time. Oh. <laughs> and all these dudes would show up at the house and nobody wanted Running. them. It was like, well, we didn't call you. You're fine. Oh. Yeah. They, did you have sober rides? I did appreciate the frats that did sober 
sober rides because then like they had to be sober and drive people around. That's no, nice. we had yeah. uh, if you, there was no Uber. <laughs> if you all the parties yeah. were supposed to, at my college were supposed to be off campus. You weren't supposed to have on campus oh, parties. Oh, you had a dry campus. They weren't. Well, I did. I think in theory. Wow. They weren't really? sanctioned. But if you had a sanctioned party, you were required to provide bus transportation to and from the venue. <laughs> but I don't know if they still do that. Like the, yeah, like a charter bus. Like uh-huh. so. It, like if you know, I, I went to a Dallas, like in the city. <laughs> yeah. And so they'd rent out a bar, and if wow. and if you were going campus to bar, then you had to provide transportation back and forth all night. That was part That's of cool. you had to pay for that. Wow. That was part of the deal, which was smart. Yeah, that is a bunch yeah. of idiot college kids driving around. Yeah. yeah. Did that. Wow. Man, we just like. I don't know how I so survived. So French show frat party? I know. Yeah, we a lot. I, I don't know any of this. So I need party to experience. You missed all of this. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. I didn't. And yet I, you're still paying for college. And that's right. crazy. That's right. <laughs> still went to college. Didn't get to do any of this. Yeah, wait a minute. You missed all of this. <laughs> right. What and somehow for? you're right. still paying the bill. <laughs> Nothing. Man, you missed out. I, I would ask for a refund if I were you. <laughs> Trending stories after SZA back in two minutes. Trending. I mean, looking back, all this fraternity stuff sounds so ridiculous. And the sorority stuff. And like you watch that uh, Alabama. I, I couldn't even get through the whole thing the alabama sorority rush documentary i think it's on i'll look it up hbo max maybe i don't know which i I couldn't even get through the whole thing because it was just too traumatic it reminded me way too much of of my experience but wow but truth be told i didn't do the fraternity thing like a lot of people do like I joined a fraternity with a bunch of guys I was already friends with, like from the dorm or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those guys are still my buddies. Like, oh, I'm still friends with them. So they, they, they do the whole thing where they say, like, paying for friends. But I don't know that it was necessarily true. And also, the school I went to, you kind of you kind of had to. Like, it was the Greek system was at the time. I don't know if it is anymore, but it was a relatively small school. And, like, you either were Greek, you either you either joined a fraternity or a sorority, or you kind of were out. You were kind of like not yeah. even involved. So didn't, but didn't you quit at some point? I did. So how did that work? Did they like? I got. Ouch you. I, I, I got kind of got kicked out. Oh. So it was very political. It was very political. Okay. But uh, they kicked a bunch of guys out, and then they were like, "But you can stay." And I'm like, "Well, no, I don't want to stay because you kicked all my guys out." Mm-hmm. And so I left. And I and and then I became one of those guys that was out, and then I moved off campus and got a radio job, and I would you know you never okay. no one ever saw me again. Okay. So, but it's probably the best thing that happened because I who knows I probably would have been doing these stupid parties, right? You know, and got caught up, whatever. Instead of uh, what inst- instead now? of doing the radio thing at two o'clock in the morning, yeah, on Saturdays, that was big time. I got to talk from like two to four a.m. It was a big deal <laughs> on Sunday mornings. A huge listenership. The ratings were. On fire. Like, I, I can't, it was so big. Yeah. You put so much effort in. It's so funny when you're doing that shift. Like, you put so much effort in, and baby, nobody is listening. No, nobody. nobody. I, I know I've told this story before, but this is one night. Okay, so you got to realize, I I did fake college radio. Okay. Like, it didn't broadcast anywhere. And and somehow, one of this radio station was like, well, we want to hear your show. And because I reached out to them about something else and I sent them a fake tape that took me all day to make on this fake college radio station that they had a studio, but didn't broadcast anywhere. But the student center, like hardwired in the speaker, if you were in the bathroom taking a poop, you could maybe hear it. (laughs) So they hire me and then they got they gave me one day a week, the middle of the night. And it was the biggest deal to me. Like it. And then sometimes they'd take it away and give it to somebody else because I don't know whatever. But like it was a huge it was a huge deal. My one night a week to be on the radio. Yes. And so I would from from 10 to 2 in the morning 
they did like a like a they were at a club and they broadcasted from the club so all the music that was in the club and the mic and whatever came back on the air and i had to push buttons for that play the commercials i didn't get to talk during that and then from like two to four i got to talk and then from four to like 10 a.m were countdown shows like uh you know whatever show it was and those were on cd i didn't get to talk to either but my shift was 10 p.m to 10 a.m the next oh day God. and then at 10 a.m the dude would come in and he got to start talking again so one one night it's like two thirty, and I am on the air, and I am crushing it in my mind, which yeah. must have been—I must have been so bad. But I am—I am tearing it up. And I remember the chief engineer comes in at two two thirty in the morning on a Saturday morning, and he's like, "Hey, we're just doing some maintenance. Like, don't mind me." And he's messing with stuff and messing with stuff and whatever. And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm on the—I'm just crushing it. Comes in like three o'clock. He's like, "All right, you can—you uh, can start playing music again." I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, we haven't been on the air. We turned the, we were doing maintenance on the transmitter. We, we, we just turned it off. So I wasn't on the air at all. Like, they literally, it was so worthless. The time I was on was so worthless that they literally turned the transmitter off and were like, I don't know, cleaning it or something, climbing the tower. I don't know what they were doing. And I wasn't on the air the whole time. And you'd given it your all. I was devastated. Did they say like what you said to me? Like, Oh, did you think you were on the air? Oh, yeah. No, he was like, oh, no one told you? I'm like, no, nobody told me I wasn't on. Like, well, it was good practice for you. But now, go ahead. You can just start again. I'm like, no, what do you mean start again? Yes. I just crushed it. Can't recreate. And I was like, you know, call you. you leaving the club. Hit me up, you know, right now. And nobody's calling. And I'm like, I don't know. Something, I don't know what's going on. I wasn't on the air. I don't think it matters necessarily how much money you have. I think deep down, I mean, maybe it does. Maybe, maybe some people don't care. But I, I don't know. I think a lot of people, they, they want to be looked at uh, a certain way. They want their kids to be looked at a certain way. They don't want other kids to have things their kids don't kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know, I think it's a real thing. I could find my, I, I could see myself falling into that trap. And no matter how much money you have, mm-hmm. like, oh, that kid's got a pool. We need to get a pool. Yeah. yeah. Also, just like wanting to give your kids better than what you had, I think is, is pretty well, common, you know? Yeah. Why is your voice so high, baby? Yeah. No, I mean, again, I think, I think that's genuine. I also think that a lot of it's keeping up with the Joneses and social media. And I don't want to blame, I'm not going to blame everything on social media, but like, I, I think a lot of, of what we're doing these days is about optics. What I do blame social media on is the stupid freaking we got. First, we had Elf on the shelf, okay? But then, you know, now kids have leprechauns come to their damn house in the middle of the night to leave them presents. It's like everything's got to be like right. a sneaky thing with presents. It's like, and then, you know, your kid gets sad because the leprechaun didn't visit. And it's, you know, they go to school. It's like, do you ever watch the TikTok about the school lunches where you got the moms like making oh, these God, yeah. like five course gourmet school lunches for their kids? Right. And then, you know, other moms are like, here's two pieces of bread and peanut butter and jelly, you know, right. but then, the, then they go to school and the other kids got sushi. You know, it's like, come on, like you're a kid. You're, you should have kid stuff. You're a kid. Where like, my gushers at? Like, like that's that's too high of a bar, in my opinion. Like, parents don't have time for all this. Exactly. No, the my, cutting of the shapes. Yeah, my nephew has started this. He tried where they're door dashing lunch to the school. Mm-hmm. Like, are you crazy? With who's money? Exactly. So, like, he'll text me, and I actually have a screenshot of a text yesterday where he's like, um, "Can you send me fifteen dollars? I'm hungry." So I'm like, you're at school. Right. Not now, obviously, but I'm like, you're at school. 
what are you doing? And my sister's like, oh, girl, they have Chick-fil-A DoorDash mm-hmm. to the school. Excuse me? Yeah. Whoa. Yes. And now if one kid is DoorDashing, yep. then another right. kid is Uber. Like, it's just too much. It's. I can't it's- hate on it, though, because in my high school, we got to go out for lunch. So I think all the other schools used to get really jealous because we get to go to McDonald's, McDonald's or yeah. pizza, or Arby's. But we weren't like DoorDashing sushi, no, though. No, <laughs> no, that's wild. Right. And disgusting. Oh, the classroom stinks, I bet. And don't get me wrong. Like, my, I had amazing parents. Like, my mom was amazing. But like, there, there was a line. There was a point where it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, like, I have a job. Right. My, my mom was right. like, you know, helping run a company. She's like, I, I'm not, I don't know. Like, you can cut your own sandwich into little triangles. <laughs> and so, but so I'll tell you stupid. what, and again, I hate to be this dude who's blaming it all on social media. But when if it was happening when we were young, nobody knew about it unless you saw it with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like the bar is set so high and it's like... <laughs> I, I love the videos though where the moms make fun of of the people like you know the, yeah. the moms like got the fruit that they carved into it like a giraffe and oh. they you know that they put in the little lunchbox <laughs> with the dividers and then you see the mom just like you know split screen like just stitched like grabbing just whatever right. like here's <laughs> you know dry pasta right. like putting it in the lunch I mean just it's like I don't have time for this people have jobs that's right, right. I remember like people would bring a thermos to school and they had ramen in there and I was so jealous like neat. I just wanted ramen <laughs> my dad would send me with a thermos like all the time like it would be soup or ravioli or like some I always had a thermos I don't know oh. why <laughs> your dad made so your jealous. lunches yeah sometimes yeah oh. because he had like he was a truck driver so for a while so he was like he had weird schedules so he would you know set me up or he oh. would bring me lunch like oh, and drop it off at the office yeah. that, that's when I would get jealous uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah the kid yeah. that went to the dentist in and the middle of the day came yeah. back with <laughs> McDonald's like that would oh, make everybody jealous yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember when I was pretty young we did something for school and i needed a water bottle and my dad's like here just take this one like i don't know because he right. he was a hunter fisher guy he's like take this water bottle well he didn't realize there was still scotch in it <gasps> like his water bottle he didn't drink water he drank alcohol yeah. all, all, and so like i i poured it out but then my teachers like could smell it she's like what is in there and like smelled like scotch even though i poured it and it never came up and my dad oh yeah sorry i gave you the liquor one there's another one for water but i don't use that one. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Bella wore my coat to school and reached in and found out one of the little airplane bottles oh. and brought it out in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you've also I've also seen like on TikTok stories. And I, I assume they're legit. Maybe they're staged, but of like moms packing lunches quickly and grabbing a can of something and putting it in there. It turns yeah. out it's like beer. The white yeah. cloth. Yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah. Instead of the juice yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Eight five 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 nine one one zero three five. Show beats Shelly. Five questions. Can you beat the gorilla? And had her last number fifty. I want to say it's twenty one straight. For the Showbiz Shelly. 1400 bucks is the prize if you can beat her. Call now. We'll play next. Good news stories. Throwback throwdown. All coming up. Fred Show is on. And we're commercial free. Yeah. Father's Day brunch. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, they started a Facebook group too to keep them in touch with each other. I like that. Uh, so this year's annual convention for the American Veter- Veterinary Medical Association, just rolls off the tongue, has been turned into a medical care drive for the companion animals of the home in the Denver area. So in partnership with the Street Dog Coalition and a number of corporate sponsors, the event held over last weekend allowed anyone to bring in an animal to receive a free health check, vaccinations, and essential supplies to take home with them. Social 
isolation is as deadly to human beings as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, and a companion animal can almost entirely alleviate those maleffects. So for people experiencing homelessness, the emotional support can be really important. I think there's a big judgment and stigma out there that, gosh, you have to be able to afford everything or you shouldn't have a pet, said one of the doctors. And people really struggle with that. But mm-hmm. uh, each pet owner was given a referral for spaying, neutering, or follow-up vaccinations, depending on what was required within the Denver area. So all these vets in one place, and they did something really nice. I love that. That's what's stopping me, honestly. Like, I want my money right before I get a little talky. Oh, yeah? Because it can be expensive. Yeah. Get, get uh, mm-hmm. pet insurance. Oh, well, for sure. But Hi, it's Fred for pet insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Chance has two bionic legs, and they were seven Gs each, so I'm, I'm scared. Yeah, that's like uh, my sister's rescue cat, uh, Maine Coon, Adler. He has two bionic hips oh that were seven G's a piece. Oh. Yeah, see, I can't be doing all that. Or something like that. So it's you know, that's a $10,000 rescue cat. But what are you going to do? Mm. They're family. The Fred Show is on. Yeah. Fred's Fun Fact. Fred's Fun Fact. This is for you, Kiki. Ooh. Right here, we'll just get... This is, this is for you. Oh, for the judges. For my... For my... Swearing in? No, this is your favorite band. Oh, this is the Beatles. Yeah, it's your favorite band. <laughs> oh, what's up? Okay, yes. Yeah, I did that for you. Okay. Is it ever going to get to... Oh, here it is. Anyway, um, guys, here's the fun fact. It's not about the Beatles, by the uh, way. Oh. oh. Uh, Jason, pay <laughs> yes, careful ready. attention. Ready. The left testicle... Oh, no. ...hangs lower than the right on most men. Nothing you can me. Do you, you know that information? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't oh, know. I'm always checking to make sure they're still there. Oh, my God. To make sure they're still there? Yeah, my biggest fear is they're going to go away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just disappear? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Like David Copperfield? Yeah, like, yeah, like they're going to go into my body. So okay. I'm always checking. Are you left-handed? Um, No, I write with my right hand. But I, everything else, throwing, picking up anything, is my left hand. So I'm, like, really messed okay, up. Okay, because they say if the right... Barry ball yeah. is lower yeah. then you're probably left-handed. I think I was supposed to be a left-handed writer cuz literally I do everything with my left hand except right. Okay. So well, maybe. There you go. So that's that's your fact. Uh the left testicle hangs lower than the right on most men. If the right is lower, he's probably left-handed. Wow. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. I'm surprised what's more interesting is that you know which one's lower cuz oh, I don't yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. You don't know? Which one's lower? Yeah. I mean, it's not, sig- it's not like right. significantly, not like all the way lower. <laughs> Next. You've got to wake up. What? Wake up. The Fred Show is on. Wake up. The hottest morning show. Three, two, one, get it. Wake up. You know, I think about my primarily self-diagnosed um, anxiety. But... That I, I occasionally endure. And then I think Jason's over here feeling his nether region to make sure <laughs> that his that his nether region's still there, basically. Yeah. You don't know how many times a day I'm like, oh my god, is it gone? Where would where would it okay. go? Uh, so I read <laughs> that it, that they can go back inside you and then you need to have a surgery to get it out. And ever since I read that, I cannot not think about it. But all why I think would they about. do you so they would just mosey back on up in there and you then know, or if it's like force or something, but like what, you I bend mean, wrong or you're 
Huh. Okay. Mm. All right. Now I'm not. I'm trying to make this logical, but I don't. I clearly we're not going to get there. So no. <laughs> so I okay. didn't say it's logical. <laughs> okay. No. I mean, because I worry about a lot of things. Okay. But I, what I what I don't worry about is that. But if we spend enough time thinking about it, I might begin to worry about it. So let's go ahead. Yeah, let's move on. They talk better than they type. These are the radio blogs on the Fred Show. Uh, it's like we're writing in our diaries, except we say them aloud. We call them blogs. Waiting by the phone. After that, the entertainment report's coming up too. I'm taking the blog though because, dear blog, uh, this is for our Chicago folks. I want to shout out Leary Children's Hospital, the Young Associates Board, and the Evangelides family because the Run for Gus event is happening tonight. And um, this is a, I don't even know how many years they've asked me to come and MC this thing. But um, you know I have a soft spot for Lurid Children's, for pediatric cancer, for for sick kids. Uh, I Not to make it about me, but I was once in the hospital as a child. I had meningitis. I, I lost the hearing in my left ear. It, it, it fundamentally changed me in a lot of ways. Not just the, the hearing, but just sort of... Um, how I look at a lot of things. I mean, I'm definitely afraid of doctors and hospitals and, and whatever. Um, but it really, as an adult, has made it important for me to try and, and use our platform uh, to try and raise awareness for the families who are going through difficult things at Lurie Children's Hospital. Because now that I'm old enough to have friends who have kids, I have a better appreciation, I think, for how incredibly difficult that must be. I cannot think of anything worse yeah. than having a sick child, especially at the level that they're going to the hospital. And as I've learned from the Angelides family who lost uh, their son Gus from a brain tumor um, and many families I've met through Cal's Angels uh, another pediatric cancer foundation they do uh, research and awareness and and uh, wish granting but only 4% of all of the pediatric research is federal funding for pediatric research only 4% mm -hmm. is directed towards towards the kids 4% Wow. And it's very difficult for me to understand that because obviously young people have so much to live for. And I know it's a business. I'm sure it has to do with money and all kinds of other things. But I mean, to, to think 4% of federal research goes to pediatric cancer. I just, it's mind boggling to me. So, mm -hmm. uh, the work that they're doing, raising money, run for Gus, um, for the, for the, uh, neurosurgery going on at Lurie Children's Hospital. I mean, it's so important. Obviously, the more advancements they can make there, they can share with people around the country, around the world, and Lurie Children's being one of the premier, uh, medical facilities in the country. So. Anyway, I just want to shout them out and the incredible work the Young Associates Board does every year to raise a bunch of money. And it, it does make an impact and it is important. And also the Evangelides family who comes out every single year and supports this and it makes it bigger and bigger each year. And I'm sure that's difficult because, you know, it was many years ago they lost their son, but yet each year they relive that, yeah. you know, coming out and helping to raise money so that hopefully other people don't experience the same thing that they did. So, um, so you know, whatever children's hospital you support, whether it's Lurie in Chicago or, or anywhere else, uh, so many organizations doing incredible work and they're, and they're bootstrapped because it's not like there's just money pouring in from the government to help them, uh, you know, come up with these, these cures and these solutions and these treatments. So, uh, think about that. Think that's crazy. Write a congressman or so, a senator. Call, call them somebody. Yes. Can even get Biden? Can you get Biden on the phone? Um. Yeah, I left him a message about Jamie Foxx. He hasn't called me back yet, but I'll get on this right after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, 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 does he know how to check his mobile? I don't know. Somebody needs to check it for him. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 